Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Monday Morning Recap. My name is Matt, and I'm here with Pastor Todd. Hello. And with Tara Matthews. Hey. And Tara, I'm so glad you're here. It's so good just to hear your voice. Round two. Yeah. <laughs> we have to keep this up because, I mean. Yeah, I love it, man. Hearing you in like the, yeah, it just sounds good. I need your voice in this. Absolutely. So. Well, today is Christmas Eve Eve. I'm so excited. Woo! Christmas Eve Eve, yes. I don't think there's too many people that keep track of that, but I do too. <laughs> I just love it. You just know Christmas Eve is tomorrow. So. I know, I know. It's very it's exciting. exciting. It's my favorite time of the year. It really is. I mean, it could be because my birthday is this time of year too, so, you know, I might be biased, but. <laughs> it's just a positive, wonderful month of December. You got the lights, you know, and you got the joy and the getting presents yes. <laughs> you know it man you'd say it's not about presents until you kind of get one and then you're like well oh my god <laughs> until, you, until you don't get one and then you're it's like, like uh, okay yeah <laughs> so what are uh what do you guys do for christmas eve tara you were saying you guys do stuff right um well nothing out of the ordinary uh do we go to my uncle and aunt's house um this year we're going to Manasquan. Shout out to Manasquan. And then Christmas Day we go to my we usually have my mom's side over. Um so my Christmas Eve is my dad's side, Christmas Day is my mom's side. Okay. Stuff. Oh, Christmas Day, we always sing happy birthday to Jesus, even though we're all grown adults, but it's a fun time. Hey. And uh yeah. Thank the Lord my brothers sleep in these days. <laughs> so we don't have to get up at five um to open presents. Yeah, so that's I'm what my sister used to do. Grateful. Five AM come it's wake psycho. me up. Yeah so crazy yeah that's that's me. where you're at <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> sorry okay. about that <laughs> in fact honestly i'm usually the first one in my house <laughs> now there's a couple things to it first of all we go to my uh we go to my parents house christmas day so it's like an hour and a half drive and we go for breakfast so we're out of the house by seven oh o'clock in the morning Oof. so <clears throat> but what that means is we got to get up early to open up our guests, and even then, I'm still the first one up. <laughs> you okay. know? And I'm like, come on, come on, come on, let me shower and get ready so that when you guys are up, we can open and go. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, um, uh, and then Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, we're usually here for the service, um, for Christmas Eve service. Um, and then we don't usually eat too much of a dinner. We just eat like snack food all day long Christmas Eve. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So, um, are you doing the Feast of the Fish? Yeah, I guess. Like, I mean, I didn't know that was even what it was called. I don't know if we do all of them. Like, I don't know what they all <laughs> seven are. But, we, yeah, we eat a ton of seafood on Christmas Eve. It's a big deal. It's fun because Rebecca's family comes over now on Christmas uh -huh. Eve. So that's fun. Christmas Eve is, like, huge. And to your then, house? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, to my parents' cool. house. Oh, to your parents' house. Yeah, and then we usually stay over my parents. We'll be there in the morning, but then we'll go to her parents' house, which is actually only 10 minutes away which is nice the la yeah last year and this year it's at her parents house christmas day so like sometimes it's in new york so then it's like a because of the traffic on christmas day it's like three hours to drive so today uh this year it'll be a lot easier which is nice so now are you going to be here for christmas eve service i know there was kind of like were you going to be here were you going up to your parents early? no yeah we'll, we'll be at, with my parents so okay. but both of our families are, i'm like oh yeah i think we'll be at the christmas eve service they're like so excited they're like oh that's great i'm nice. like yeah that's you know nice. so yeah it'll be nice it'll be good. good it'll just be a nice time so good good We've been in the series, God With Us, and this was week four. Pastor Jeff continued the series, and I thought his message was great. Our anchor verse for the series is Matthew one twenty three that um, God is with us, Emmanuel, God with us. That's the purpose of Christmas, and so we've talked about how 
God's presence is with us in all these different seasons, and we can experience God in different ways, no matter what's going on around us. And so week one, Pastor Jamal said that God is with us in the valley, that we may enjoy God on the mountaintops, but we experience Him in the valleys. Week two is Pastor Jeff, and he said, um, God is with us in the desert. And it's not about where you are, but whose you are. And he said David's past experience in God's sanctuary equipped him for his desert experience. And last week, I talked about how God is with us in the storm. We said that real peace isn't found in the absence of a storm, but in the presence of Jesus. And then to, uh, this was week four, Pastor Jeff continued that God is with us always. And that the fact that God is with us always causes us to worship through obedience and submission. And so when Pastor Jeff kind of opened, he started by talking about how fear is one of Satan's most effective tools. That's yeah. where he started. And it makes you um, makes you doubt God's presence. That is he really with me? Um, he may make you feel that you're alone in this, actually, that there's nobody with you. That's one of Satan's tools. So I wanted to ask you guys, like, maybe if we could just develop that a little bit. We Again, we don't have to go super personal, but, like, what are those fears that Satan gives us? Again, I think Pastor Jeff's really good at he drops an idea, and then you fill in the blank in your head. Right. So, like, what are some of those blanks, you know, if we could fill them in? So um, <clears throat> kind of when you initially had mentioned that, uh, my thoughts were, like, some of my fears are about rejection, which you had mentioned we were talking a little bit before. Uh, that's one of my things. But also, I also think about, like, I have a lot of fear when it comes to my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, will they be okay, you know, when, when they go off to school? What's going on at school that I can't see, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. not necessarily control freakish, but just concerning about their their welfare, yeah, their well-being, and, and even just concerned about the influences they have, you know? Um, I think of also um, some other fears I have. Um, uh, we can talk about my fear of snakes, which most church people <laughs> know, which we'll leave that one out. Indiana Jones, man. You guys are on the same <laughs> level. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that sometime because that's quite the story. Okay. Uh, but, you know, some of my biggest fears are around, like, am I good enough rejection, some of those things. And, um, and even how that – and I think this is one of the ways that, like, Satan uses it as a tool is how much – don't I do because I'm afraid of what others might think Mm -hmm. or reject me when maybe I should be stepping out and I could be more effective or or whatever. But sometimes that's a big fear for me that holds me back. So kids rejection. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can relate to some of those for sure. Um, I think for me, fear of rejection, um, fear of failure is a big thing. I always, I don't want to fail. Um, and it really, really is the worst when I do fail. Um, so fear of failure, fear of rejection, um, fear of, I guess fear of being alone. I mean, just in general, I mean, not just in relationships, but I, I would hate just to have no one. And so, um, and not, and I, and I can forget that, yeah, I'm not alone. Like we said, um, that Satan wants to make us feel alone. Um, and also another fear, um, fear of fear of what people think of me as well. Cause, mm-hmm. and especially when my identity is, isn't rooted in Christ, that is huge. Um, and that can like take mm-hmm. over me to think that, oh man, what if I say this or what if I do this? Um, what if they don't talk to me anymore? What if, what if whatever happens? So, and that's a big thing. If I'm not rooted in my identity in Christ, that fear just crawls in. And, and do you think, uh, and I'm just saying this because I, I know this is true of me, yeah. but do you think like that fear of rejection, the fear of being alone, the fear of failure, all those are kind of like 
overlapping things you know what i mean because why do we fear failure because Mm -hmm. of what people might think or you know Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. so i i totally relate (laughs) yes (laughs) Yeah. yeah i feel like right i you know, so much of what you guys said already is like same thing, you know, fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just knowing that I did something and it's, I'm the reason it didn't work or whatever, yes. you know, that's a huge yeah. deal. And something um, maybe that you guys haven't said that I also think about too, is like kind of fear that um, I've like wasted time or like mm-hmm. what I did didn't matter. If that makes any mm-hmm. sense, like not like I don't sit there every day saying like, let me make this minute count. I just mean like, it's just a fear, like looking back and saying like, well, what was the last, what did I do for this last year? I did nothing. I wasted it. Mm. Like I've done nothing at all, you know? Almost like the idea of like, is what I do, like, does it matter? Does it impact people? Like yeah. that type of thing? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Cause, and this is where I'm at right now coming from being in youth ministry. I feel like I had, I had more of those fears of like fear of failure or maybe what other people thought of me or whatever. Mm. But I felt like I there were more tangible, like measurable goals. Okay, like, well, these are the kids that were impacted or these kids took these steps. So now coming out of youth ministry and in a different role, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm um, trying to discover like what some of those wins are. I know what yeah, some of them are. Yeah. But so it's like, oh, like, well, what have you done? Like, well, I haven't had any teenagers come to Christ lately because I'm not doing that right now. <laughs> like right, So... Right. Like in that sense, sometimes I'm like, well, I don't know. I, did I waste my time? Like that's sometimes the fear, like mm-hmm. a little bit. But but I think what you guys brought up is definitely um, what Satan gets us with a lot. And so Pastor Jeff talked about the responses that are in God's word that he talked, um, what God said to Joshua in Joshua 1, nine that to be strong and courageous because I'm with you. And mm-hmm. I, I think we talked about this a little bit, yeah. but it's not even just that um, – God has given you the tools, which he has, but it's more, it's that he's with you. That's why you can be strong and courageous. Yeah. I just think about like fear tends to drive us to a person, right? Like if, when a little kid, you know, I think a lot of terms of kids, when a little kid is afraid, what do they want? They want mom or dad, Mm -hmm. right? That's what they, 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 they may want their stuffed animal or whatever, but what will really bring them peace is being with mom and dad. And I think even as adults, we have that a little bit. Like when we're afraid, the last thing we want to do is be afraid and alone. You mm. know, so I yeah. think our fear, though it might be a tool, can be used as a tool of saying, can also be something that we can also let our fear kind of drive us to a person. We can let our fear drive us to Jesus. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and the idea of how he's with us and, and how he goes with us and, and cling on to him, you know, if 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 we can think that way in the middle of our fear, like, okay, I I really don't want to be alone right now. I'm really scared. I'm really fear of rejection. Let me go towards a person. Right. Jesus, you you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Let me come to Jesus. Uh, Let me, let me use that fear to drive me towards Jesus instead of trying to figure it out on my own. Yeah. yeah. Or, or uh, yeah, just trying to, trying to do it in my own strength. Um, So, Pastor Jeff, he also brought up Matthew 28, um, 18 through 20, which I think is really cool because the anchor verse is the beginning of Matthew, Emmanuel, God's with us. And then like the last part of Matthew, the very last thing Jesus says there is that, and I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Yeah. So because we know that God is with us, it causes us to worship. And Pastor Jeff talked about, and if you've been in church, you've probably heard this phrase before, but how worship is a lifestyle that we're always giving thanks, always giving praise. He kind of gave those examples, but um, worship is a lifestyle. So 
you know, what what does that look like that worship is a lifestyle versus like singing, like we sing worship in, uh, you know, in church? Like, can you maybe just unpack a little bit what that means? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll go first because everyone's kind of looking around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you know what? Like, um, I think the first thing is we got to get past the idea, like Kenya mentioned, that worship is just singing. Mm. You know, I mean, I think it's it's easy to think about worship as singing because it's when we come together corporately. That's the way that worship usually plays out. We come together and we sing. But I think how we live our days in and out um, is an act of worship. I, I mean, I think we're made to worship, right? Yeah. Like our hearts long for something outside of us and how we... L- how we live expresses what our hearts are longing for. So we live in such a way that expresses our longing for God. I think that's worship. Mm. If we're living in such a way that we're kind of expressing our longing for our own elevation, I think we're worshiping ourselves, you know? Um, I think if we live for money, you're, you know, that you're and you're working so hard because that's the thing that brings you security. That's an act of worship towards money. Yeah, so we're we're made to worship things, or yeah. we're we're made for worship, and so we will worship things. Yes, or, you know. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna worship something. So just look at your life and see where you're spending a lot of your time, or a lot of what's important. That kind of gives you an idea of what you're worshiping, and then within that, we can live for God and make it a worship for Him. Like keep coming back to Him. Do we talk about Him? Do we think about Him? Do we consider what we do in light of living before God? Um, and and I think that can be that idea of a lifestyle worship because we're constantly thinking about, well, what does this say about who's important to me? Or what does this say about where my loyalties lie? Right. You know, I, I've heard it said before, um, you know what's important to you um, if you look at your bank account. Mm-hmm. What do you spend money on? That's what you care about. Right. So you can say you care about this all you want. If you spend money on this, that's what you care about because you spend money on it. And that's why it's important to be giving and to be tithing because it helps remind myself, God, you are first in my life. But um, maybe that's good what you said too. So um, that worship is a lifestyle. Maybe we can come to church, sing worship, but go home and go to work, whatever, worship other things. What are some other things maybe that we sometimes worship? Like can you worship a person can you worship a, you know like success like what are things that we worship sometimes that get in the way maybe it, yeah well if i bring it back down to my fears that i talked about earlier you know sometimes i worship the way people think about me okay yeah. you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. i i i worry about what they think mm-hmm. and so i adjust what i do to either in like assure their acceptance of me or to be honest sometimes depending on (laughs) whether i'm having a good day or not then it's like well i don't care what you think about me i'm gonna do whatever i want but still the forefront of my thing is your opinions and your thoughts of me it's still forming your actions yeah 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 so and even and even in same line i think sometimes we can worship our kids hey i love my kids and i want them to do the best and so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do everything i can for them and they become this thing that our heart is really going out to them and uh um maybe too much (laughs) yeah you know what i mean and uh, i think we can do that with our spouses yeah um i think we can do that with our jobs i think that's why people end up being workaholics Mm because they get a sense of fulfillment from their job that maybe was intended for god (laughs) yeah 
you know so um i think that's what it it can look like those things i, I know especially for me it's that idea of like okay yeah okay yeah so so for myself it's that um just the idea of that people's opinions are so important so i do whatever i need to do to kind of assure like cracking the joke when things are tense because mm-hmm. then it relieves the tension and then maybe you won't uh. be so mad at me or or um yeah just uh, honestly i feel like talking about it I'm, like i kind of manipulate you to like me sometimes <laughs> yeah <Eek. laughs> do you have any thoughts sarah you were gonna share yeah um i think so off of what we worship um i think oh my goodness my thoughts they just all left me okay Back it up. Back it up. Okay. So we worship. Um, in my, I think something that's a struggle for me is my thoughts. So um, it's easy for my life to look like I'm worshiping, right? But mm-hmm. but is what I'm thinking about um, like glorifying the Lord, um, whether it be like pride or like are my thoughts pure, stuff like that. And so, and I also think about is my time, um, in my, is my time looking back at my week or my month or my year, is the time I spent um glorifying the lord and sometimes with that too like i don't know how many of you guys have iphones but i get so stressed out at the end of the week when it gives me the report (laughs) of how much screen time i had i hate it i hate it 10 percent this week oh it's the worst (laughs) i love when it says you went down 20 (laughs) percent yes (laughs) that oh geez yeah so so that's good Uh, actually what you just said too is i think where pastor jeff took the message about um Maybe on the outside, that that is one way that we worship God is on the outside and through yeah. singing and through a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But part of worship as a lifestyle is how we worship God on the inside mm-hmm. as well, what yeah. we think about. For sure. But right before we go there, I actually think what you said too, Pastor Todd, is really good to help us identify things that we worship. You talked about how um, maybe even people's approval, right? Yeah. And so that's mm-hmm. going to change what you do or how you dress, how you act, how you talk, mm-hmm. whatever we can do that. And so maybe worship is something that you also change for. Like you'll change yourself for this thing because you worship it. It's mm-hmm. that's how important it is to you. Yeah. You'll yeah, make yeah. changes in your life on the inside or on the outside. Yeah. And and that's kind of good as so we, as we transition to this then. So when we talk about worship as a lifestyle, Pastor Jeff um looked at the life of Mary and Joseph in the Christmas story that they're examples of uh, uh, for us of a lifestyle of worship and so he started by saying that Joseph worshiped through obedience. And mm-hmm. Joseph worshiped through obedience because um, after finding out that Mary was pregnant, he intended to divorce her. But when the angel spoke to him, Matthew one twenty four, he it says that he did as the angel commanded. That was it. He just was mm-hmm. like, all right, God spoke to me, so I'm going to do what he says. And Right, which is huge. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know, man. If I, if I found out that someone I loved was pregnant, and they were like, oh, well, I don't know how it happened. <laughs> like, the last thing I would be thinking to myself would be like, oh, okay, well, this must be of God, so I'm going to go ahead and stay with you. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. that would be very hard it, for a couple reasons. That would be pride, you know what I mean? Like, right. Uh, and, and also, like, fear, like, well, what if she loves somebody else and she's not going to be true to me? So the, I, I, I feel think, betrayed. Yeah, betrayed. Yeah, yeah, all those things. So I, I think it's incredible that – after one encounter with the angel, which must tell you what it's like to encounter an angel for real life—that's <laughs> yeah. pretty intense. Yeah. But after that one encounter, he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna remain with, I'm gonna remain with Mary, um, because I trust what God is doing." 
you know and that's i mean i i don't know that's huge that's yeah huge. i think when you know the story you know like again yes. you just know how it's gonna work out so it's fine but like pastor jeff said it he's like well okay so the angel came to mary then she went to elizabeth her cousin for three months so joseph's like mary oh we're engaged she's gone for three months and comes back and's like oh i'm pregnant like yeah that's <laughs> that really looks like yeah you know yeah there's one way this went down like hold up yeah, <laughs> yeah. but right and and the angel spoke to him though and he had obedience and so pastor jeff said it you know hey if god tells you to do something you worship him through obedience and so yeah um, I wanted to maybe same thing unpack that a little bit. How is obedience an act of worship? How is obedience an act of worship? Yeah. Um, I think because when you love somebody, you want to do the things that please them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I I think if if you love God, and you know that these are the things that God desires and these are the things that are pleasing to God, then you want to do those things so that you make him happy, right? Not that we can like earn God's love or whatever, but I'm just thinking about like in the context of uh, being married to Steph, like there's certain things that I know Steph likes, right? And so I know that she hates it when I leave my, my dresser drawers open. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm looking through there rummaging for, you know, pair of socks, can't find them, whatever. So I, I had to close it, but I didn't close them all the way or stuff's hanging out. And I know that that's one of those things that just like irks her, you know, mm-hmm. so I can make a choice. If I know that that irks her, I can do it and just be like, well, whatever, that's your problem. Or I can say, you know what, because I love my wife, I want to honor her. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to be on top of this and doing it for, you know, and I think even with like going through the whole broken leg thing with her right now, um, the one morning we had, we had, or one night we had cleaned up everything. Somebody was coming over. I think it was for my birthday or whatever. My family was coming. So we cleaned up and, and some of the things that she can't get up and get herself, she had had a table full of stuff and we had cleaned all that up for my family to come that night. Um, you know, after she had gone upstairs, which is a long process when you have a broken ankle going up and down stairs, but uh, she had gone upstairs and I was still trying to clean up and I reset things back to what I knew she would need the next morning. Right. And I did that not because I thought to myself, oh, she's going to ask me to do it. So I'm just going to go ahead and do it now. But it was more like, I know she's going to need this stuff tomorrow. It'll just make it easier. Mm-hmm. And so I did what I knew she would like as a way to honor her. Yeah. You know, and I think that's obedience as an act of worship is you're doing the things that, you know, God desires, not because I'm trying to, uh, I joked earlier about trying to like manipulate people to like me. I'm not trying to manipulate God mm. to like me, whatever, yeah. but I'm doing these things as an act of God. I know that this is what pleases your heart and I know this is what you desire. And so I'm going to do this as a way to honor you. And I think that's obedience and worship together i don't know what do you yeah. think there yeah um yes that it's very hard obedience <laughs> that's my first thought um obedience as an act of worship yeah i definitely think why why would someone want to be obedient to god if they don't know him or if they don't love him so obviously that you has to be that relationship first with the lord yeah um in order to want to be obedient because that's where it all starts like what you said um yeah, because if I didn't know the Lord, I probably wouldn't be leaving my family and going to another country and living there <laughs> for yeah. however long. That's absolutely <laughs> that true. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, for sure, that that relationship is 
is key um, in in wanting to be obedient. Um, that's like the first step, I would say. Yeah, I think that's huge. Yeah, it's yeah. about a relationship that you have. Like you said, you're not obedient to um, as an act of worship to earn God's love. God loves you, and right. Jesus has taken our sins on the cross. Yeah. So now we can enter into relationship mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. And like you were sharing with Steph, like because you know. If you lived by yourself, you'd live one way. But because yep. you live with Steph and you love her, you're in a relationship yep. in a marriage with her. You're gonna change yeah. a little bit yes. some things mm-hmm. about yourself. Yeah. Because you love her. Right. And and um um that whole idea of, of like relationship, like I wouldn't necessarily do those things for somebody else because my relationship with them is not the same. Right. Right. You know, like I wouldn't necessarily go out of my way to to do my morning routine differently because someone down the street that I don't know wants something different from me. You know what I'm saying? Or like, even if you had like a roommate. Yeah, yes. Yeah, know? that's a better example. Yeah, I was kind of wandering there, but yeah, <laughs> <it's> better. <laughs> yes. So like, right, I uh, all right, you're my roommate, whatever. You deal with it. You, you know what yeah, I mean? Right. This is just what I'm doing, but but for the because of the relationship I have with my wife, you know, like you're saying, I'm willing to do things differently because I care what she thinks of 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 me in in, in a good way. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I care about protecting that relationship. I yes. care about doing the things that are gonna grow that relationship. And I think that is an act of worship and obedience to God too. You know, even yeah. how I treat my wife is an act of worship <laughs> to God. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's yeah. All right, and he said um, also as part of worshiping um, how obedience is an act of worship, he said that there's a blessing in obedience even when the cons outweigh the pros. Pastor Jeff gave this example of a time in his life where he made a list of pros and cons, and um, really the pros did not outweigh the cons, but he felt like this Mm -hmm. is what God wanted him to do. And fast forward, it was coming to the church here, Mm -hmm. and 25 years later, I think everybody here would say, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad that you came. You've made a difference. You know, yeah. like absolutely right. he followed God's will. So that there's a blessing in obedience even when the cons outweigh the pros. I thought that was interesting that he said that. Yeah, yeah. And you know what that does speak to? It speaks to I'm not just doing this because I'm getting something out of it. Yeah. Too, yeah. You know, which is kind of intense because sometimes we're like, oh, yeah, I'll worship God because if I do this for God, God will do this for me. Mm-hmm. If I worship God, well, he's going to bless me. So I'm going to do it for that reason. Yeah. You know, and it's not just about the blessings. It's about this. Um, it's not just about the, the pros for us, but it's about like this act of love, you know. So, yeah, I think yeah. no, I think that was it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. And so he talked about how, uh, again, we're looking at Joseph and Mary he said, Joseph worshiped through obedience. Mm-hmm. That was uh, an example for us in a lifestyle of worship. And then he said, Mary worshiped through submission. And I like what he said here about some different things, you know, that when the angel appear, there is an angel that appeared to Joseph in a dream. Then there's an angel that appears to Mary and Luke. And in Luke one thirty eight, she just kind of says like, may the Lord's will happen. Like I'm the Lord's servant, you know, that's whatever she submits. And, um, a couple of things he said, he, he said, submission is putting someone else's will above your will, which I think was cool. And, and maybe we could talk about that, but he said this, I thought was the biggest key that he said that obedience is an outward act and submission is an inward attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a really good way to maybe think about even our walk with God and stuff. So the natural question I had when hearing that is, can you be obedient but not be submissive? Is that 
possible or like what does that look like in the life of a Christian or maybe what's an illustration of that like just an example maybe not a Christian example just what do you guys think yeah I definitely think that you can be obedient but not be submissive Um, I think even with kids like they can be listening to their parents but on the inside they're just really angry Um, I think also similar thing happening with my principal in the Bible club. Um, she was not a, she was on the opposite side. So she wasn't for me. Uh, like okay. Yeah. Principal. <laughs> I was lucky <laughs> but, in that yeah, story. It's, no, it's all, it's, we're off, we're all in this thing together. Um, but just be having to, to listen to what she had to say about the Bible club and how she wasn't about it. And it was apparently called the fellowship club because it was for all religions, whatever that's supposed to mean. Um, <laughs> how does that work? I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh but so listening to that but on the inside I was really mad like I was so mad so um, I think that our attitude on the inside can definitely like if Mary could have could have just you know dealt with the card the what is that saying dealt with the the cards that were dealt to her thank you yeah yes um and then just kind of like went along with life but she totally submitted um to what the Lord had called her to so that's incredible yeah it's an example for us yeah, yeah, talking about kids, that's a perfect example. Like, I can tell my kids, go clean up your room. Yep. And they may do it. Yeah. But their heart may be anything but into it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes, like, one of my challenges, I love you, Elizabeth, but one of my challenges with Elizabeth is that, like, when she's done with something, mm-hmm. she just gets up and walks away. So, like, she, le- you know where she's been. <laughs> she leaves a trail, which is just fine. It's who she is. But there's times where I'm like, can you please just pick that up and go put it in the sink? And she's like, ah. And she does it. Yeah. But you can tell that she's doing it because I am making her do it and not <laughs> yeah. out of an act of love towards her father. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Which is fine. I, I mean, I've done that to my parents, you know, and, and, and right. there's times where I do that to staff like, all right, I'll do this because she wants me you know, and she'll stop, whatever. But my heart is really kind of like, why are you making me do this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think absolutely we can be obedient and not have at all an inward attitude that is like submissive. It's more of 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 i'm doing this because it's just easier for me to do it than for you to be Mm -hmm. upset with me you know and so um yeah so that's 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 tricky because i think we do that a lot yeah (laughs) and i mean you know i I think god still uses our obedience i think obedience is a huge step a lot of times yeah we we think we're being submissive oh i have an attitude i love you god on the inside but our outside actions don't match and so Sometimes it's the reverse. Sometimes it can be easy to do something for God, Mm -hmm. to do a task. But my attitude is, I don't want to be doing this. And, you know, I think there's a difference too. Like, as I'm just hearing the conversation, like thinking, like maybe if you were um, not a Christian or you're thinking about becoming a Christian, like you're thinking about God, when you hear obedience and submission, like, does it sound almost like, well, what does that mean? Like, can I even have a personality? Can right. I have right. wills yeah. or desires? Yeah. Like, is it brainwashing? Like, but I don't think it's that. I think we've hit on it. It's it's all about the context of relationship. Yeah. That yeah. would, you know. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, you said something that I think is really good. It's it's Sometimes it's easy to be obedient without our heart being into it. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's really easy to do things as opposed to 
having the right heart about doing those things. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the things that sometimes as ministers we have to be careful of, you know, is that ministry doesn't become what we do and not necessarily have no heart in it. You know what I mean? So, so it is, it's a challenge. It's, it's easy to do the laws of God Mm -hmm. and totally miss the heart of God. So, which actually, so even saying that the law, were you going to say something Tara? Okay. So, um, Think about the laws of God. I just had this question. One, to, I, I, it occurred to me in the message. So, you know, again, Pastor Jeff had a great point. He said, "What the Lord asked Mary to do actually could have gotten her killed." And so, again, yeah. her submission is huge. And what, what, why could she have been killed? Because she was pregnant out of wedlock, mm-hmm. and according to the laws in Deuteronomy, like kind of the Mosaic law codes, um, she could have been tried, and it could have ended with her being stoned. Like, so th- that's all a risk for her, but. It just occurred to me, like, as he was talking about that, like, isn't that, is that kind of weird? Is that strange? Like, why would that be the case? Like, those are, those are laws that were given by God, right? So, but then God is kind of making her pregnant outside of wedlock. Like, is, what's God doing over here? Is that fair? Like, is that okay? Like, I thought it was just kind of interesting. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah, uh, like, uh I'm I'm trying to wrestle my way through that because I'm not sure how to think about that. But the one thing that pops into my mind right away is this idea of maybe trust. Okay. You know, like, like I know Mary, this is not the way we usually do things, but I want you to trust me in this. Mm. Yeah. You know, um, and you know what comes to mind? And I was talking with Tara about it real quick is Hosea, you know, and even God, how God spoke to Hosea about, you know, I want you to marry this prostitute, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you know, and she's going to betray you and she's going to do all these things. And, and this is not the norm, but I want you, we're, I'm doing it this way for a purpose. Yeah. You know, so I, I want you to trust me, even though this maybe seems like this doesn't make sense. And I, I mean, I don't know, I, you know, there might be better theological answers than that, but sometimes I just think about like sometimes God does things out of the order because he has a purpose going on. And for us, it's a, it's an issue of just trusting that he's going to take care of it and work it out, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. uh, And I, I think what you said too, about like we can follow God's laws, but maybe we need to think about the attitude of our heart too. I think, Mm -hmm. um, God set up these laws. Sure. And it was for the holiness of Israel. Absolutely. But I think time and time again, Jesus addressed like the Pharisees who they were all about following God's laws, but he's like, okay, you follow it so much to the letter, you miss yeah. the heart of the law. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, again, Mary is an example of, of she's submissive. She understands, you can say, maybe the heart of the law in that in that sense. And actually, that reminds me of, um, what's the scripture where it talks about where the, the people studied the word and they knew the word, but they totally missed that the word yeah. was about Jesus. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they were really good at knowing what God's word said and, and the laws and, and, and having scriptures memorized, but they totally missed the point that all the scriptures were pointing to Jesus. Yeah. You know, and I, I think maybe maybe that's part of it. Maybe the part God was doing something different here because the intention needed to be on this miracle of Jesus coming to be with us, you know, and, and not getting caught up in just doing as a way of like pleasing, you know. Yeah. For sure. You know. Well, I think that's uh, a little bit, I th- I'm i thinking, I was reading the story, the two disciples who are on the road to Emmaus, mm-hmm. I don't know if that yeah. is at least similar to what you were talking about, that they knew the story of Jesus, they knew the scriptures, and then Jesus was like, they point to me, guys, and like mm-hmm. was talking right. about right. it, and so you can know, but not understand maybe, and 
I'm actually thinking I, that's where I want to go this Sunday, like thinking about how God is with us. That was at the beginning of the gospel. So looking at the end and in that story and at the end of John too, how um, the people responded after they knew the good news about Jesus and wow, he's with me. That's so great. But then they kind of go back to their old way of life yeah. and Jesus has to course correct and be like, no, I'm with you. So now, so don't live the way you yeah. used to live before I was with you. Like, right. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, that's that's good. I think that's a good tie-in too for coming down to the end. Like, listen, we've talked all about God being with us, mm-hmm. but now here's what all this is pointing out. This is all pointing out to our relationship with Jesus. You know, He's the one who gets us through the valleys and through the through the desert and the storm. You know, so I, I think that's a good wrap up to to what you got going on there. Yeah. So, any final thoughts, concluding thoughts you have mm-hmm. for us, Tara, Pastor Todd? Anything? Um. I, I really like that we've done this series. You know, yes. I know I I don't get to hear all of it because I'm usually over here with the kids, but I've been listening as much as I can and and stuff. So I really like the fact that we've done the series, and I really think like the idea of God with us. You know, sometimes we think about Christmas as only being that birth of that little baby mm-hmm. and 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 all that, the angels and the singing and all that that goes with it. But really, it really this this series and just talking about it really is like it's more than that. It's like God physically came down to be with us as baby Jesus, but he's with us today as mm-hmm. well as we're going through our different things. And, and that's kind of what Christmas is about, right? Like yeah. the fact that we have a savior who would step down out of heaven, leaving everything behind. And that even today, 2000 years later, he's still walking with us. You know, yeah. That's yeah, huge. Amen. That's huge. Pastor, how do you want to just close us in prayer? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <sighs> Dear Jesus, I know that this can be a busy time of year for people. I know it can be a hard time of year for people, especially those who have just suffered loss. This can be a a hard time of just remembering. But, but Father Mm -hmm. God, this is also a time of celebration. And I pray that this week in all of our busyness with with cooking and presents and, and seeing family and celebrating, that, God, we would not lose track of Christmas being about you stepping out of heaven to be with us father god i i thank you that you loved us so much that you would be willing to to just make such a great sacrifice you know i I just think jesus you gave up so much you gave up like no suffering and for the first time ever you felt hunger you felt cold you 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 felt struggles lord god and and so thank you for your great love for us that you would be willing to do that father i pray that you would help us to be very aware of that and to feel that your presence with us as we go about our business this week mm-hmm. father for those who may be traveling this week for visiting family and and to celebrate god i pray that your protection would be upon them Father God, I pray that throughout the throughout this week and throughout the rest of this season, you would maybe give us opportunities to talk about you, Lord God, with our family and with our friends, to lift you up and that, Father God, seeds would be planted and seeds would be watered, Father. Lord God, just thank you, thank you, thank you that you would even consider coming and walking amongst us, showing mm-hmm. us how to be fully human and how to live for you. Thank you for that. And Father, I pray that you would just bless our church, all of our members this week, and all who are listening today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Merry 
Christmas, Merry everybody. Christmas, you guys. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas. I know, uh, I know Christmas Day can be super duper busy, but uh, I wish you the best and that um, you just have a great day. Here's what I want to say just before we close. Without going crazy into it, would you recommend <laughs> watching Star Wars? You say that. No spoilers, Pastor Jamal, if you're listening. No spoilers. We got you. <laughs> I'm trying to ruin it. Would you recommend it, though? You and I have both seen it. I absolutely would recommend it. Okay. There were things about it that I liked. I think I, I'm glad J.J. Abrams took it back, <laughs> you know, to finish it up. Um, a couple things here and there that I was like, wait, what, what? But overall, overall, I would go watch it again. Awesome. All right. Yeah, I'm planning to go a second time. So. Oh, I got to see it, guys. I got to get on, on this boat. You got to go, Tara. what's going on. Yeah. Wait, did you say you didn't watch okay, episode okay. 8, though? Okay, I haven't though? seen episode 8 oh yet, my gosh. so I'm really behind. Listen, if you're going to hang out with the nerds <laughs> doing know. the podcast with us, you have to be up on these things. You <laughs> I have seen all the other Star Wars, though. Okay. So, I mean, okay. that's right. like one step up. But you, you you have to watch episode 8 to watch episode Yeah, nine. I'm for sure. I'll, yes. I, yes. Might, I might watch it today. A lot of times you people know? will ask, like, oh, do I have to watch this one? I'm like, ah, you don't always. Or you don't have to you'll appreciate it more right. no but you have to with yeah. this yeah you'll so. lo- you'll you'll totally be lost to certain things if, yeah. if not so not so. i'm pretty psyched to see eight because we went to my brothers like went on that little island thing in ireland so i like i saw it from a distance oh now I'll really yeah. Oh my gosh. Only, sorry, I know we we're like closing. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. So you can't drop this with only five only, seconds left of the podcast. Only, only eighty people a day can get can go on it. And so my brothers got to go on it. I went on the boat um to, to see watch it, it from the to see water. it, which is super cool. Honestly, I really just want to see puffins. <laughs> oh my gosh. So they like That's went awesome. up there. Um and it's so cool because there's so many puffins. What are those little guys called? On the Porgs. Yeah, they were based yeah. off the puffins, though. Yeah, because there's went. so yeah. many. And so yeah. they just had to had to use, what do they oh. use? <laughs> the CGI's to yeah. change them. Yeah, yeah. Porgs. It's super cool. So ask Derek and Sawyer about that. They'll love to share their little adventure. Wow. Well, absolutely. Now that it's, I know. It's actually so cool. <laughs> Yeah. I, I'd be up for that. I'd be up yeah. for that. Did staff, you see Luke Skywalker? Oh yeah. Did you see Mark Hamill? Yeah, I saw. I saw all of them. Oh my gosh! Just you kidding. Saw no. Lightsabers <laughs> going off. It was. Yeah, it was crazy. It was also did like they, ten. Did miles they go away in the pit? Sure. Did they go in the dark side pit? <laughs> I really wish I could tell you. Derek jumped in. <laughs> Sawyer jumped in uh, after him. I don't know if they came back. So. But yeah, so. Star Wars. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>